Please be seated. We had a, an amazing event this week in the life of our Trinity Church family. It was an honor and a privilege to be a part of the ordination of our brother in Christ, Terry Anderson, to the diaconate. If you know Terry or have known him for any amount of time, you would quickly learn that he is a good man, a faithful man, and one who does not give up. Terry has worked very hard to become what we all knew was to be his calling, and that was to the diaconate. It was very well deserved. And if you're not familiar with Terry, know that he is currently in a hospice center receiving care. However, Terry is, a, is very aware that I will, and Father Chris will, not let him just have an honorary title, for he has work to do. For that is what being a deacon is really all about, work, service of others, sacrifice, and growing spiritually. And just because we are priests and Bishop McBurney is a bishop, once a deacon, always a deacon. So here I stand before you. With that in mind, as my wife Jennifer and I returned from our vacation this past week, Father Chris asked if I would like to preach today, and of course I agreed. However, an idea came to me shortly after Terry was ordained. You see, in September of 2009, when I was ordained a deacon, I was promptly informed on that Saturday evening that I would be expected to preach the next morning. It'd be no easier for our brother Terry. So I texted him yesterday the scripture verses for today and I said, get it ready. I'm coming over to you on Saturday, yesterday, and we'll write your first sermon. And so he did. Now, you must know that if, if it were up to Terry, he would be here to deliver his thoughts because no matter how many times over the years I've preached in front of Terry, he would always say, Deacon Jason, that was a great sermon. Would have been better if it was a little longer. <laughs> so you're welcome. I'm here to deliver Terry's sermon. But I reminded him yesterday as he told me this, and his, his daughter Kristen was there, uh, that yes, he did say that to me after my first sermon, but also the late Barbara Whelan was sitting in these first two rows, one of the first two rows. And if you remember Barbara, uh, she was very open and very honest. You see, Barbara was sitting right there when Terry said that to me, that it would have been nice if it was a little longer. She grabbed my sleeve and stopped Terry and I and said, hey, you just remember this. When you're up there preaching... The first nine minutes, the Holy Spirit's with you. Anything after that, you're on your own. <laughs> Never forgot it. So let's hear some of Terry's thoughts on today's gospel. And I'm recording this for him. So if you feel like applauding, go right ahead. Yay, Terry. Well done, sir. Well done. So here we go. The first half of the gospel goes like this. 
At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. Jesus knew the hour of his death was coming, said Terry. Kind of like I know that mine is as well. Once the cancer came into my body, all of the material things of this life went on to the back burner. He went on to say to me that the focus of my life has shifted. I no longer focus on trivial things of life. My focus, as it always should have been, is now on forgiveness and love. I wish everyone could understand what I now understand. So I then asked Terry, tell me how that change uh, has happened to you since your diagnosis. And how does it correlate with the beginning of this gospel lesson? And Terry said, well, these people, the Pharisees, are trying to get Jesus to run from his death. They are trying to get him to flee Jerusalem. If he knew that he was going to die there, he should just get out. Because Jesus said, listen, I have work to do, just as we all do. Terry said, we cannot just sit around and fear our own death. If we did that, nothing would ever get done for Christ and his kingdom. Terry went on to say that Jesus told the Pharisees, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. The third day I will finish my course. We can't just sit back, Terry said, and only live for ourselves, as we all know that one day our earthly journey will end. We must do what is expected and as we are called to do, knowing that any one of us could die at any time. Terry then read out loud the rest of the gospel lesson, and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I paused for a moment or two and asked Terry, What are you thinking about? I could tell you that he was getting tired, and he was really deep in thought. He slowly turned and he looked at me, uh, looked me straight in the eyes, and he said, There's no racism in heaven. We all look like Jesus. I waited a moment and I asked, Is that how Jerusalem was in this lesson? He said, I think so. See, they could have been just like heaven because love was there. Jesus was there in Jerusalem, and he is love. Terry said, but instead, they rejected him as king and wanted to choose their own king. They were worried of what other people in other towns would think of them if they gave their lives and their city over to God. They were full of pride. As time went on and some of the medicine kind of took hold, Terry became overwhelmingly more and more tired 
and a little confused. However, at any given moment, while his right hand was shaped in order to hold his imaginary whitey shake that I did not bring him yesterday and got scolded for, he would turn to me in an instant and talk about how he had finally learned to live in the moment, to love as Jesus commanded, and to never let a moment pass by when you don't forgive and be Jesus to others. He told me that his ministry has now begun as he has a nurse who comes in to listen to his reciting of his morning prayers on a daily basis. What does all of this mean to us for our Lenten journey? We should take note that we have been blessed with a ministry and a witness in our brother, Deacon Terry. His has been and continues every day to be a staunch witness and a servant for Jesus Christ. He, like Jesus in this gospel, is not running from his death. He is, however, getting as much done, no matter his circumstance, for the kingdom of Christ. He is trying desperately to be a model of faith in Christ, and I believe that we can all gain strength in this Lent by learning from Deacon Terry. May God continue to bless us all in our Lenten journey, and may God bless Deacon Terry Anderson and his new ministry. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Well done, brother, you did it.